at my gym now. Um, you know how you know when you become the guy? Hence, big fish in a small, small pond. Like, the pond is so small, the little minnows at, like, the Chinese buffet. One of those things. Like, you're, like, com- compare all the little fish that they probably, like, mildly feed. They probably just feed it, like, the coconut shrimp in the back, to be honest. Like, even though it says, don't feed the fish, it's like, well, someone's got to. It's like having a sign on... <laughs> It's like having the sign on Peachtree Boulevard and be like, hey, don't feed the homeless. It's like, well, whenever, uh, you know, the uh, community wants to actually give back to the homeless, then us Samaritans that are just walking around trying to make it through the next day have to do what you guys are failing to do. But, yeah, when uh, when you become the fucking guy in the gym and how you know you become the fucking guy. Is when during a very small period of time, not just like not just like a person here and there, but when someone actually comes up to you after you do a say and be like, hey man, do you pull that shit regularly? And you're like, oh Jesus. The boy is pulling his weight now. Like I feel like someone who when you start a relationship and you were the one that was being saved, like, man, you know, she really, she loved me when I had nothing, man, you know, she really cared for me, you know, when there was nothing to care about, she really fucked the shit out of me when she could have fucked a thousand other people and enjoyed it more, but you know what, I got in shape, I'm making money, things are great, now I'm starting to pull my weight. That's what it feels like when I first started going to the gym about a year ago. And now, I'm pulling my weight. And a lot of it. So much fucking weight. Actually, I don't really actually do a whole lot of weight. But, you know, the body says otherwise. It's amazing how... It's amazing how... That, that's, why when I don't wanna, that's why I don't want to hear that... Oh, your body doesn't lie. The truth is, however your body looks, it's like... Eh, you know, mostly... But I look a lot bigger and stronger than I actually perform. Story of a lot of dudes' lives. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Hold on. I'm not. Hold on. Just a little time out. Gotta get my drink. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Little, Little hiccup. But yeah, I had a dude, and we even exchanged Snapchats. When you become the dude at the gym where other guys actually want to exchange information, like contacts, whether it's phone, now Snapchat, or Instagram, or whatever, to try to, I guess, you know, maybe if they want to work out together, or try to, if they have questions, like they come to you, one, it makes me think, like, damn, should I become a personal trainer? I mean, the standards are pretty low. You can literally just go online. You do like six-month courses like it's DeVry University or whatever. Or well, what was that one? Uh, shit, I'm trying to think. Got Southern New Hampshire University. It's like, of course they would make a state that no one's going to go to an online university. That's like, hey, we got to put a state 
It's like when someone made the domain, they're like, hey, we got to put a state here, but we can't put a state that actually has a university that you can go to. They're like, hmm. It's like, <laughs> made me think of the movie Accepted, where South Harmon University, where they created a whole fake university. Just, and all the people go there thinking they're going to school and stuff, but they're not. And, <laughs> um, at least an accredited school, which is actually a big problem with a lot of colleges. Is That's why I like to believe if you try to transfer to a bigger school or to a quote-unquote more prestigious university all your credits don't always transfer because sometimes you take unaccredited classes isn't that accredible obviously not otherwise it would transfer pretty easily um but yeah and i was i was kind of flattered because like i'm not gonna lie like yeah like i've really improved on certain exercises and that exercise really was like used to be my weakest weakest point and I'm doing 50 pounds more than I was like four or five months ago because I've actually learned a trick from someone to actually get the most out of it. And that's why my back is like, baby, got back. And uh, now they want to have a few nibbles of the rib, <laughs> get the secret sauce. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, the secret sauce is, uh, you know, drain your car out, spend a shitload of gas, go to the gym on a regular basis and uh, put in the time. Even if it's a lot of wasted time. But if you're going to waste your time, waste your time on the pull-down machine. Um, Actually, it's the long pull machine. Because you know you got to give her these long pulls. Because these long pulls ain't for the long talking and high beast. And now I'm beasting so much that they're just like, hey, man, I really like your Snapchat, man. Like, It's like impressive what you're doing at your size. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it kind of fucking is. You know, I and I'm a, I'm this very humble guy in the gym. I don't boast. I don't even like to show off my vis- physique that much. Like, but yeah, it was a little bit of an ego boost. I'm like, man, I'm fucking doing shit. It's like, well, it better be. I haven't really been here for you guys at the podcast. By the way, welcome to episode 178 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm trying to really get back into this, record as many episodes on my off days as possible to really give you guys. What you've been missing? Uh, this uh, long talking. Um, <laughs> even though I'm, I just said I'm not here for the long talking. Yeah, I do a podcast where literally me does a lot of talking for long periods of time. We should get along very well. All right. Um, but yeah, you know, when you start like dudes at the gym, and I think that's what they say when when you get. I don't even like to say bit, but when you get visibly stronger or bigger and it's aesthetically pleasing, quote unquote, you're basically like, this thing is like most dudes, you know, we work out to impress girls, look good for girls. And there's always a percentage of that. Like, I don't care what anyone says, but if you're doing it for the right reasons, it's a girl's approval or disapproval isn't going to be a reason why you go or stop going. But when they say that, like, the, like the dudes are always the one like paying attention and more impressed they ain't fucking lying because literally in the past week i've had week and a half i've had three different dudes and i don't go to a big gym i go to a pretty it's not exclusive gym but it's like a 24 hour kind of smallish gym it's just kind of like some it's simply a gym that people for convenience like uh it's a lot of 
people go there just to like kind of relax, work out. Not many people go there to really like get it in. And you know what? To each their own. Just more space for me to operate. Um, so yeah, I would say I'm one of the people typically when I go there, I'm like really putting in, really trying to maximize what I'm trying to do. And so like when you're doing that and people paying attention, there's this thing where I'm starting to feel like I'm motivating people. I know that's a bit of a reach, but when you have multiple people in a period of time come up to you and be like, man, you know, dude, how long you've been working out? Like, you know, how you know, what's your weight? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you eat? And like people asking you questions for information or curiosity, because I think there's all this information online and stuff, but then you try these things and they don't work for you. And I've been there. So when you see something in person and you see like, man, that's a result that I would like. And you, you're right there and you can ask that person, what do you do? Because I want to know if I can do what you're doing. Because we're, we're in a similar place. We go to the same gym. We must have similar financial situations. We must have like, what do you do to do what you're doing? And when you tell them, it's the same shit that you were always told and didn't want to listen to. Or you just kind of like, ah, I'll do it a different way. It's improve your diet. It's the consistency and putting in the time, being patient. And it's honestly the story of my transformation. But people want, I think when we, everyone, we, we, we will ask 100 people the same question. And 100 people can tell us essentially the same thing. And we just want one person to tell us actually it's this. And realistically, it's a lot similar stories when you talk to someone who visibly is reaping the benefits of the work they put in. And there's a part of me that's actually, I'm I'm flattered. And it makes me feel, it kind of makes it like, it's not the reward I was seeking to have dudes praise my body. Um, But it's kind of like this. Sometimes you get into something and the result you want out of it isn't what you get, but it's actually better. Because as a dude, I understand the pressure it actually is out here. And a lot of women will deny this, but I'll speak of it firsthand. And I don't care how it sounds. Um, You get treated hella different when your body and you look strong and you look like you lived. You look like you could fuck someone up. Even if you can't do shit. But at least if you look the part. If you have the features in the right place. That make you look like a lumberjack. A badass. A bad motherfucker. That will fuck someone up. And you look like you have discipline. You look like you have XYZ. You get treated immensely different. That's why. And that's why I understand a guy's pressure. When they're trying to figure that out. Because it can be hard out here man. It's hard when you're not the pretty boy. And I've been called a pretty boy a lot lately. Like, man, you know, you're like a pretty boy, but like a very strong, very like, you look like you have like the features, the hair and stuff. You're like a pretty boy, but then like your body is like a more brute, compact type of thing. It's like, all right. But anyway, I don't want to get to it. But I, I think the reason why I bring that up is because it is. When you become that guy that people are actually like looking at like, man, you know, 
that seems like something I can do. And I know this dude puts the work in because I see it all the time. A lot of people see me there. I see a lot of the same people when I go around the same time. And there's a good feeling about when you become that guy at your gym. It doesn't mean I'm the strongest. I don't always, I don't perform, I probably don't perform as much weight as people probably think. Um, But one thing people always respect is effort. Well, I should say most people respect effort. But a lot of people don't understand the time and effort it takes to even get to where I'm at. And it's not the most amazing thing ever. But I I feel for, like, people are, like, dudes asking me, like, hey, you know, I'm really, like, I just started kind of getting back. Like, man, I just want, if I get where you're at, man, I'll be happy as hell. It's like, well, main thing I can tell you is be patient and focus on really focus on the movements and what you're to really focus on doing everything with a purpose. Now, that sounds very vague and bland, but I think it translates to a lot of things. To whatever you do, from the smallest thing to every rep, every motion you do in the gym, have a purpose with what you're trying to accomplish. If you're not doing a lot of weight, make sure you're accomplishing the purpose of what that movement brings to try to feel and contract it. If you're trying to do a lot of weight, have a purpose to pull that fucking shit. You know, have a balance of... Oh, I'm doing, I want to make sure I do right form. That's cool enough. Sometimes you just got to push and pull some heavy shit and not worry so much about the form. And that's a way of life. Sometimes you just got to fucking do the shit and not worry about how it always looks. Number one thing I tell is do not give a single idea of a fuck of what anyone is thinking or looking at you at the gym because let me tell you no one is really looking at you um but yeah i don't want to go too much in that part but i just want to say becoming that guy that fucking guy is pretty fucking cool because people are more easily approach you because there's something you bring i think that's the thing it made me feel like i bring value it doesn't like sometimes when you are working out so much and it's just for your personal reasons you know you're not doing it for you know youtube you're not doing it for a competition you're not bodybuilding you're just doing it because you want to feel good about yourself you want to progress yourself and all that's good but sometimes like everyone goes through where you're like why the fuck am i doing this as much as i'm doing it why do i care to do all this shit when it's not always convenient. Like, I'm sacrificing other things that I could be enjoying just as much. Like, why the fuck am I always making time for this? And then something like that, it like, it's not like, man, like, you made someone feel like if I go up to this person and ask them, I'm going to get something out of it. And that means you bring value. That means you have something to offer to people. And that was like a really, not sound like kind of sentimental, but that sound, it was a really cool fucking feeling. It really was. And I don't know. But yeah. Moral of the story is, uh, the boy is back and he's got a back, baby, baby got back. Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 178. Of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson. 
I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Jesus, that was a long ass opening, but you boys gotta get these episodes in. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Recording this on February 6th now at 12.36 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, man. I, you know, here's the thing about, like, kind of living on your own as I'm looking at my fucking kitchen full of dishes. This whole working all the time shit, coming home and doing dishes, I understand why men beat the fuck out of their wives. I'm kidding. That sounded really fucking... No, honestly. I honestly, like... <laughs> Jesus, that... What the fuck just came out of me? I felt like that's my inner misogyny. But you know what I will say? Here's what I will say. Kind of I do feel a little misogyny is good for a man. I do feel like it's good not to actually act on misogyny, right? I think it's okay to have some quote-unquote we consider misogynist or male toxicity thoughts. Because I think they keep you in check not to fall down a path where you are unable to think for yourself and you can be easily convinced. Which I think is honestly just very important for any human being. But I think especially as a male with the responsibilities and the nature of what comes with being a male. I do think that part is much more important to hold on to than people may want to admit or realize. The ability to actually perform and think for yourself and act on your thoughts. Your thoughts. Not thoughts that you easily convince. And I know that's why we get accused of being stubborn. Um, but stubbornness is really just the origin of having conviction. And conviction that conviction and stubbornness is very... I understand... Here's why. I understand that stubbornness is not always good. Because it means you're not really listening. You're not really open to actually bettering your situation all the time. But what's the difference between that and someone that holds on to their conviction regardless of what someone is trying to tell them or convince them otherwise? Well, only thing is we already have preconceived ideas of what's right and wrong. And what we conceive is right in our mind, we call conviction. And things that we consider wrong is called stubbornness. Damn, Clint's really breaking down some shit. I'm breaking down the walls. And uh, breaking hers too. <laughs> Let me get in between. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I'm reaching down for my coffee. But it's, it's a long reach. I've been doing long pulls, not long reaches. Uh, but yeah, but I do think as a male, it is very, very important to have a little quote-unquote toxicity or misogyny as we think of it today. Not the real toxicity, not as I was joking before about being your wife because she d didn't do dishes or something, not because... not actual things of actually abuse or emotional abuse or... Taking advantage of your power and prowess over a woman and stuff like that that people try to say. But it's important to not be easily taken advantage of by anyone, male or woman. But the more you are being told of what's right or wrong about your thoughts or what you think about life or what you think about being a man or a guy is about per se... The more and more you have to be extra defensive if you truly believe in what's important about being a male in society. 
Because expectations bestowed upon you are going to be a lot different than what people tell you they are. People will tell you that, oh, you don't have to, it's like, it's not, you know, it's, people will try to convince you that being a male in society, we don't need men per se. We don't need men, but if you're not a provider and you're useless, okay. So if you're a man and you're not a provider, you're useless, okay. If you're a man and you're not there for your child, you're useless. It's like, okay. But when it comes to situations, when you do do it, do you get the same reward and admiration on the same level of highness as you do in lowness when you don't follow through on your acts or your responsibilities? The high doesn't match the low. And the reality is with the expectations that are bestowed upon us men in this world, um, when we fuck up, we are down at the bottom of the shit. It's like Shark Tale. There's 50 feet of shit, and then there's us who don't pay child support. <laughs> and then when you do everything amazing, you have your life in order, you do everything right, you're doing everything right, it's like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't get no extra pass on the back. You don't get no extra this, that, and the other. You only get the initial love that people see what you do. But then when you kind of get ingrained in that lifestyle, whether you have a girlfriend, you get married, or even when you have children, like it all just becomes your normal. So it becomes the expected. So to anyone, that's why, that's why I've become a little less, over time, I've become a little less harsher on people that cheat because as a dude it's gonna sound really bad but I get why a guy who has the value of money who has the value of knowing that he can take care of what he can take care of and people still treat him just like he's and people in his inner just don't treat him with not the a royal treatment but don't treat him with the utmost respect that's always should be attached because that's like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. So that's why they seek someone who sees like, man, from afar, it always looks like from afar, someone with means or something, they see all the rewards that come with that. So they're more attracted to that. And if I was a guy who was making 200K a year and I had a great house and stuff and I had a wife that didn't appreciate me and kids are just kind of whatever with me, like, uh. And then this fine little, you know, snow bunny comes in and is like, you know, I don't feel you're appreciated enough. I feel that you deserve to be loved and, you know, all this should be privileged to someone. And I would do anything for you. And you felt that? Why the fuck would you not fuck the shit out of her? Like, she's your Pamela Anderson. Like, of course I'm going to fuck her. Oh, but you know, you're going to, you're supposed to be attached to love. Like, you know, you're supposed to commit and fall. It's like, but there's a commitment both ways, right? And if I, if we've entered a stage where I don't feel the appreciation matches what I put out, 
Why is it wrong for me to seek something that makes me feel like what I put out is actually matched? Because let's be honest, and I'm not a man versus, I don't actually don't like men versus women, but if we're going to really do that, it's much more accepted if a woman seeks out something and they cheat with something that matches, quote unquote, the output they put out because they need someone on their level. But if I seek something that I feel matches my level of what I feel is important to me, why is that demonized? It's, I'm just putting it open. Why is that demonized but the other's not? Because we have expectations that are different. This is why this men versus woman compare. I, I did not plan on doing a men and women and what it's like being a man society. Because I actually really don't like talking about that stuff in that extent. I like to joke around and have fun. But I'm in a sentimental mood. I feel good about myself. So, you know, when you feel good about yourself and you feel your ego boosted and you feel like you're a man walking around, you're a man amongst boys, you're going to talk what a man should. Um, so bounce the shit like, whoa, this is not child's play. <laughs> this is not a fairy tale. And <laughs> it's funny because I did eat at Cheesecake Factory tonight. So why you got to fight with me at Cheesecake? <laughs> uh yeah, no girl better fight me at cheesecake if I just paid 10 bucks for your slice. It's like fucking 80 bucks for a damn cheese, a whole cheesecake. You could buy one at Kroger for like six bucks. And it's pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't even, like, if I'm going to buy a whole cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory, I better be able to pick each fucking slice I want, each flavor. If I want 10 different slices of cheesecake, Different flavors. I better get 10 of the biggest slices of fucking cheesecake if I'm paying 80 bucks. And don't you dare charge me for that whipped cream. Fucking audacity. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do feel that it is... I do think that... Shit, I forgot where I left off, but... That, oh, that's why when... People want to talk about like this even ex. It, it's not even expectations. It's not that I believe men are better than women. I do not necessarily believe it in that sense. What I do believe is that men are held to a much harsher standard if they don't meet their expectations of what society would generally expect a man to do compared to a woman. Here's what I mean by that. I will say from my I don't even want to say dating experience because I think honestly most of the women I have dated in the past have actually been pretty good at these things. At least I think that they would have been because, you know, when I was younger, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, like I'm, you know, you don't know how to do everything. You're still growing as a person. I, I would never expect someone to be able to cook me, you know, the greatest dish in the world, but so simple life skills I felt like most women that I dated with possessed at least. Um, but I will say just in a general marketplace, like even girls I talked to or even girls I've been around, whether it's been work or just known in a secondary capacity, whatever that may be, you'd be surprised how, how many people of what their gender stereotypes should expect them to do can't do those things like not even applicably 
Like you'd be surprised how many women. I, I'm I'm just bringing the stereotypes here. You'd be surprised how many women do not know how to cook like basic life stuff. Stuff. I and I was joking with this about with someone I work about. I actually joke, but I was actually pretty serious because I've I've been making because I make some really good food now. I, I was eating my sh- I was eating my shit. I was eating my stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I honestly don't feel like if I were to meet a girl, she would cook better than me. If I were to meet a girl in my age range, like within my age, I honestly don't think they would be a better cook than me. I really don't. More times than not, I, I really don't think they would cook food better than I cook food. And you'd be surprised how many, like, women that don't even know how to use, like, washers and dryers. Like, laundry. Like, it, that part will baffle you. Um, but, and I'm only using the cooking because, to me, cooking and laundry and stuff like that, that's just a simple life skill that has nothing to do with what a woman or a man are naturally able, should be able to do. A lot of that stuff is really just how much time or effort you've actually put into it and what is your contribution to what you do. So if you live with someone and that's kind of a contribution you bring to the household if someone else is taking care of other stuff, I look like, like if there's a checklist of, here's the way I look at men and women gender roles, right? There's, let's just say there's a list of 12 things that need to be done on a daily basis in your household, right? In an ideal situation, you would have Mel check six of them. Typically, that will involve financial stuff, that can involve hardware stuff, that can involve fixing stuff, that can involve just like, you know, doing stuff, you know, whatever that stuff is, we just do stuff. That's all, you know, when we do something specific and pretty important, it's like, ah, he just does stuff. Ah, he just does a podcast. Ah, he just does. It's like, but if someone, but they do, but if a girl will do something, it makes sure like, oh, like I didn't just do stuff. I'm going to list the seven things, individual things I did. I put the curtains up. I, I bought the curtains, but okay. It's like, oh, I mopped the floor. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I put down the temperature on the air conditioner. Oh, congrats. I told you not to touch that. Um, <laughs> this is not all specific. I promise. This is not, not me, but I'm just saying things. Um, and like, I, oh, I dusted the windows. It's like, you know, shouldn't have left it open. Um, <laughs> another window bites of dust. Um, to me, what it's really starting is like the standards are so low that like when we start saying individual single things that we do as men and women in a household or in a general capacity of what we contribute to me, that is not specific to your gender. What we consider gender roles like. This is like, at a certain point, this is just life skill shit. That if you can't do this by a relative point in your life, you have made an effort to avoid knowing how to do that thing. You understand that. Like, if you don't know how to put shit in a washer and the squirt shit in the detergent thing and then put a setting on normal wash, 
you have made an active choice from something that you do that you use the stuff in it every day. <laughs> if you don't know how to use a wash and dryer, unless you've never had to wash or dry clothes in your life because you've never worn clothes because you were a Neanderthal in the Avatar world or some shit, then there's no reason for you not to be able to pour some liquid in a washer, put some clothes in there, put it on a setting, and press the start button. There's no reason. This is why when people like, oh, you're, it's, it's like this is not general. It's the fact that if you can't do certain things, what do you do? No, like honestly, what do you do? Like what do you contribute? That's why when people get mad about, oh, they, oh, he did like, it's like, yeah, I know he takes care of things financially and stuff, but I still would like to come home and, you know, not have to have a dish or two in the sink. Or this, it's like, okay, but what do you do that equates what they do? <laughs> like, let's just take, if we were to take a logic stuff right we assume that time we always say time is your most valuable asset it's the biggest thing we negotiate with because time literally in most cases when you're speaking of wage and salary how much time you spend depends on how much money you get is depending on how much time you spend doing a job so if time is your most valuable asset okay so Let's just take time out. How many hours do you spend obligated to do stuff out a day that contributes? Well, technically, if you work, every hour you work contributes to what pays the stuff in the house. <coughs> so if we're going to keep it simple, let's say you work 10 hours a day. It's just pretty standard considering inflation. Say you work 10 hours a day, right? Let's say you work five or six days a week. So we're looking at 50, 60. That is right there. Ten, well, but we'll keep it on a daily. You work ten hours in a day, right? Okay. You have to spend. You have to spend an hour. Let's just say before you wake up to cook breakfast, right? Let's say you cook breakfast. You cook. That's a thirty to forty minute ordeal. Then you gotta get dressed. Okay, so that's essentially ten and a half hours right there. You get off work. Let's say, oh, let's say you're in a situation where there's a required, not a requirement, but you want to be healthy and stay in shape. Okay. And you know that if you were to get fat, your girl or your partner and this boy girl, your partner would bring you to your attention. I mean, in me way, but like, hey, you know, you okay? You know, I'm worried about you. You've been getting a little, getting a little big and stuff, you know, because I met you and you're in shape and... I don't want to become unattracted to you because that's a real thing. So you spend, I don't know, an hour in the gym every day. That's 11 hours. <laughs> you come home and so you come home and you've done 11 hours of stuff. That right there is a lot. But, you know, say you got, oh, hey, uh, I need we need a lawn mode. So you spend an hour and some change if you have a decent sized lawn. That after you do the lawn, like, oh, this. And then now, you're starting to get in that 13-hour-ish range. And then what? You got a couple hours that you got to eat. 
and then go to sleep and do whatever, probably. Okay, now let's say your partner doesn't work, right? So, because we're going to the gender role stuff. So, your partner doesn't work. So, let's say they cook at night a meal a day. Alright, let's say on the high end you're cooking real meals. So, let's say hour 15 minutes if you're really like making some real shit. And it's like, okay, the if we're going to be honest when it comes to cooking. The stoves and the ovens do most of the work. You just kind of have to prep things and... Keep an eye on it, stir some shit, cut some shit, if we're going to be real about it. And this is someone that has to cook every day, and it is time-consuming. I would give you that. But it's time-consuming when you have to work a lot. Like, honestly, if I had the, if I had the role of just, if my role, and if I was comfortable with it, which I'm not only doing it, but let's say hypothetically, I was comfortable with woman gender roles, and honestly, my obligation was just to cook even twice a day. What, that's two and a half hours out of a day? I get to cook food? Okay, then let's just say you upkeep the house. Let's say an hour. You don't have a big house. It really doesn't take that much to upkeep the house. We're going to be real about it. And then dishes. All right, we'll round it up and say you spent four hours of doing stuff. And then I'll even give the benefit of doubt. Let's say you do an hour plus of errands. <laughs> You spent five hours contributing to a household. I spent 12 to 13. Technically on this scale, still not even relatively even. But we're just going to talk about individual things. One equals one. Well, we can't do that because one thing doesn't always equal one. The time consumption of cooking, even if you cook twice a day, it still does nowhere near working eight to ten hours a day. Because time is still your most valuable asset. So let's. So when we're talking about these gender role expectations, the things that start bothering me about it when I hear people talk about it, how oh now conveniently, all of a sudden a lot of women that are against stereotypes. And by the way, I want to make clear I'm a tradi- I'm I'm a believer in traditional roles. It doesn't mean that I'm like so stern on it. It doesn't mean that I feel. Every night I come home, I feel like the woman I'm with needs to cook amazing meals every night and stuff like that. But I I would say overall as an expectation, if my responsibilities do X, Y, and Z, I expect you to fulfill your obligation so we can keep this household and keep this thing running at full capacity so I can continue doing what I need to do. Like if I'm doing what I need to do, I need to make sure I'm coming home eating well. So I don't have to spend more time doing stuff that could have been taken care of. And I can continue doing what I need to do and have one less thing to worry about. Same with the other person. Where if you're not having the responsibility of financial stuff. But then I'm not following through on that. And then you have to start doing stuff to make the cut the different. Like that's time you're taking. And then we got problems. So... Um, that's why, regardless if you believe in gender roles or not, having roles and defining those roles between you and your partner matters a lot. It's actually everything, to be honest. Now, every couple's different strengths and weaknesses, whether you believe men are this, women are that, fine. But regardless, 
when you live with someone, I would assume that your roles, roles, you have to define those roles that you need to do. Because those things have to be done whether you want to find that out the hard way or not. It has to be done. So, um, yeah, this whole podcast has essentially been about men and women. So this should be a YouTube hit because that's all fucking people care about. But I'm gonna be honest, I don't really care about that stuff. I really don't. As I say all that. Eh, I don't really care. Eh. Oh, but as I was saying about the cheating thing eight, you know, twenty-eight minutes ago. I'm just saying I it's not right because you're still breaking a vow if you're married and stuff. But all I'm saying is that over time. I, I understand it more. It's still wrong, but, you know, a lot of, I, I my personal belief, this is my personal belief, I think most cheating comes from when someone